Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus again this week. Why? Because it's still affecting our world. Of course, you guys know that because we are all living it. And it's so important that we keep talking about it so that we stay up to date and we educate ourselves with what's going on with the pandemic right now and that we follow proper precautions like staying at home. I'm Yusena Garcia, your host for Latinx Influencers. You guys, today's episode is going to be a bit different than last week's, of course, because I'm bringing in a guest, somebody who actually tested positive for the coronavirus. Okay, guys, so like I was saying, I have a special guest with me today, Dre Marguitas. Thank you so much for coming along with us on this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. So, Dre, tell us a little bit about, I was explaining earlier that you tested positive for coronavirus. How has it been since you found out you tested positive for it? Well, ever since I've tested, I've actually gone through the required quarantine time. Uh, I finished that, and it's been about a week or so since um, March 19th, which was the day that I was supposed to take quarantine until. So it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I think it's been a roller coaster for everyone right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole world is changing in front of us as we know it. It can be a little scary at times. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you have a you have a little baby too, right? I do, yeah. I have an eight-week-old son named Luca. How adorable. So I bet you that has been even harder. Tell us a little bit about you. you you're here in Arizona. Correct, yeah. So I'm a really active guy. I play a lot of sports. I've been MMA for a decade. So I'm always trying to do something. I'm always trying to stay active. And I end up going to a, a birthday gathering on the 29th, February 29th. Okay. On February 29th, I shook hands with one of my friends um, for like 20 seconds, and um, four days later, I got sick. So I went into urgent care. When I got to urgent care, they were very nonchalant. You know, they treated it like it was a joke. Of course, you know, at that time, there was only, I think, three confirmed people in Arizona. Um, Uh So it wasn't something that was a very serious situation. They didn't even have testing at the time um, at that facility, and I don't think very many people in, in or places in Arizona did. Uh, so they took my vitals, and then they told me, hey, you have a common cold. You're good. Go home. Okay. <laughs> Got home four hours later. My friend that I was just telling you about that I shook hands with for 20 seconds posted on social media that he just got confirmed positive for COVID-19 coronavirus. So that friend that you shook oh hands God. with, he posted it on social media that he was a confirmed case. That's correct. Okay. So that's super, super sketchy, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sick. I actually canceled somebody that has coronavirus. I'm like, this this doesn't add up. Like, this feels weird, you know? You, you know you get that gut feeling? Uh-huh. Your, your third eye. <laughs> yeah. I just got that feeling. I just said, uh, you know, this is a little bit strange. And, and just the fact that I came into contact with him and then got sick in the appropriate time frame afterwards, even though urgent care said to leave it alone, uh, I started calling the CDC, the Arizona Health Department. I called like nine different hospitals in Arizona, the two or three emergency nurse lines. So mm-hmm. just hours and hours of phone calls. If you look at my YouTube channel, um, 
I, I did an 18 minute video on it and you could actually see all of the different phone calls that I made and the duration of time that they were. Okay. Or at least, at, at least more than half. There's at least like seven or eight calls and you can see the phone numbers and you can call them yourself and see, you know, what hospitals they were. Um, and it was, it was just a mess. So eventually I ended up speaking to an emergency nurse line and I told the lady, Hey, listen, I have an eight week old son. Like someone's going to test me, you know, this doesn't make any sense. Like why I, I fit the criteria. I'm, I've been sick. Now it's like day eight. So I'm like, I've been sick for like eight days. Um, I have symptoms and I interacted with somebody like you guys need to test me. So this nurse tells me, Hey, I think this makes a lot of sense. I think you should get tested and it's only fair for your family with having such a young kid, you know? Yes. So after that, um, nurse tells me she's going to call John Steeling in Deer Valley and tell them that I'm coming in 20 minutes so they can be prepared. Okay. And they, they act like, I mean, if, if you listen to the news, they, they make it seem like the hospitals prepare in advance and people are like in hazmat suits mm-hmm. and they sneak you in through the side. But that wasn't the case. I just walked up to the front desk. Just nobody gave me any special instructions. And I told them, hey, I'm the guy that called about having coronavirus. I was, their reaction, I, I didn't even know if they were aware that I called or if the emergency nurse had even called them to let them know. It, it was just a very nonchalant overall situation. Okay, before you go on. Did you, when you were going in there, were you feeling a little bit like, like, what are they going to think? Because I'm over here telling them that I have the coronavirus and you were anticipating that they would take more precautions than just like, okay, like, okay, that's it. Yeah, uh, honestly, I felt stupid because <laughs> I told them on the phone, hey, should I wear, I have an N95 mask, uh-huh. um, which is from the research that's done and been proven that's the proper mask to mm-hmm. use. So I had the, the N95 mask and I had rubber rubber gloves. I told them, hey, I should just wear this to, to the hospital, right? They were like, oh, you don't even need the gloves. Just wear the mask. So I got there and I looked crazy. <laughs> Everybody in the parking lot is looking at me like, what is up with this guy? What is he doing, you know? I think at that point, it wasn't that people weren't much aware. Like, they were a little skeptical at that point, right? Well, at that point, I think it was like something that was in other countries and one or two random people had it right. here that like came back from somewhere else. And, uh-huh. you know, it wasn't like you were going to get it. Okay. Type of situation at the time. Right. You know, at least that's what people thought. Um, so then I was trying to be like serious with them and I was getting frustrated. So I started telling them, Hey, we're like, I think I have coronavirus, you know, yeah. I said somebody who has it, can you guys act like what I'm telling you makes sense, you know, and you're agreeing with it. So, um, they, like, bring me through the hospital, and I think they brought me through prematurely, right? And there's a group of nurses just chilling, standing in a circle, and one of them's like, oh, well, if you have coronavirus, why did you come here? Ha, ha, ha. Are you I'm serious? Like, hey, lady, I-, I swear on everything. <laughs> so I'm-, I'm asking her, I'm like, lady, where am I supposed to go, you know? Right. Like, wh- where am I supposed to go right now? You guys are at the hospital, I don't know how how is their way to get the situation taken care of. So they bring me through, a doctor comes in and he asks me what my symptoms are. Mm-hmm. I explained to him, you know, that I've been having a cough, I've been having a sore throat, I've been having a runny nose, um, headaches have been pretty drastic, and you know, I feel weak. I feel like my body is not hundred percent. So he tells me, Hey, these are the same symptoms as a flu or a cold. Um, would make sense if you have that. 
So I told him, listen, man, I've never been sick longer than three, four days. Uh-huh. And now throughout this whole situation, I've had like literally thousands of messages where people were telling me their symptoms and like trying to get help from me. Um, and I guess people get sick <laughs> for a pretty long time. This wasn't normal for me, right? Uh-huh. I was a cap at like three or four days. So when I was sick for eight days, and that's never happened before, and this coronavirus, and it took in somebody like that, that's sketchy for me. That's definitely And I'm trying to convince yeah. them of that. Yeah, that's a super red flag. That's like eight red flags. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell the doctor that, and he's like, listen, I never got sick for longer than eight days in my life. Or I mean, for longer than three days in my life. Mm-hmm. And last November, I got sick for eight days. I'm like, okay. And he's like, and I had the flu. So we're going to test you for the flu. I'm like, okay, cool. Test mm-hmm. me for the flu. I would love to get a positive test for the flu and go back home and live my life. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, heck yeah, of course. This, this stuff was sketchy at the time. Nobody knew anything at this time. Like, now they know a little bit more information. We still don't really know anything. And we're still scared. But we know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Scared. I'm low-key very scared. <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of people that are high-key scared. <laughs> you yes. don't even have to be low-key. This is kind of wild. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there's people. Like, I tell my friends, like, I'm really scared. And then they'll be like, why i'm like i don't know but i'm like scared and i'm scared to tell everybody that i'm scared so i'll be real with you i have a lot of friends that are clowns <laughs> and i've had people that have messaged me as this thing was building up you know what i mean because even yeah. though it's new to us as you know it's in italy it's been in china it's pretty much in all of europe it's spread to brazil right australia like this is this isn't a phoenix thing <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? this is a worldwide thing so I, I've spoken to my friends that have made jokes throughout this process that are like hard asses, you know, people that right. they, they can't be phased by anything, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, we all when have I came out like and I said, <laughs> Right, right. When I came out and I said I have coronavirus, I'm getting like essays from these dudes, just essays of messages, <laughs> you know, asking me what's going on, how do I feel, like do I think it's going to be okay, you know, how do they prevent it, avoid it. Yeah. Man, you should have kept that same energy that you had at the beginning, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it changes your perspective when, when it hits closer to home. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. And you know what? Sometimes I still feel that way where I'm like, a, a lot of things, not just with coronavirus, are like, it doesn't happen to us. Like, it won't happen to us. Like, it could, but really will it, you know? Um, right. Until you're faced with something where it's like, oh, shoot, that person tested positive, and now I was with that person. Or, you know, my brother earlier he was like, oh, you know, somebody at In-N-Out tested positive and I've eaten there, like I've eaten out. Like he went into the drive-thru and he goes, and I've gotten there like twice this week. And I'm like, so now you're scared? And it's like, you just never know. Yeah, it's it, it's an interesting situation. So I think there's just so many unknowns, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of question marks. So when, when I went to the doctors and I was asking these, you know, we live in a world, I feel like, to where we have faith in systems to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Like you can act like the system is broken or whatever, whatever. But like if somebody breaks into your house, you're probably going to call the cops. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you feel like you're having a heart attack, you're going to probably go to the doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. And your expectation, at least deep down inside is that you're going to get some sort of answers. Right. Right. So I went and I wasn't getting answers. And the scariest part was that these individuals are telling me, Hey, we don't know. There's a lot of question marks next to everything you're asking. Dang. So that amplified it. You know, the the scary or the scary aspect of it. For sure. It multiplied it by like 10 different times. It wasn't even necessarily just scared. It was like, 
shocking because I didn't know what the next steps were going to be. I was going to have to find out as we went along, like we went through it together, me and the health department, you know, they were asking me for what my symptoms were so they can build a case and general idea of what's going on with this particular strain here in Phoenix, you know? Yeah. But that was a little bit, it was like a, being a test dummy (laughs) for a, for a sickness. Yeah. Pretty intense. You were the little rat lab, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. The guinea pig. Yeah. Okay, so they weren't taking you serious at first, and then how did that go on? When did they start taking you seriously? Right, so the doctor tells me he got sick for eight days in November. It was the flu. It's the first time it's ever happened, and sometimes the flu is just longer, so they're going to test me for the flu. I'm like, cool, test me for the flu. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been tested for the flu. Have you? I actually just did last weekend because, um, <laughs> so like I said, I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was feeling like I couldn't swallow like very well. Like I feel like I was having like some sort of a sore throat. And I was like, you know what? I'm scared. I'm just going to go in through like urgent care. So I went in and of course they're very nonchalant. Like you don't have anything, but they're wearing masks. So I go in and obviously they can't test me for, I don't have any of the symptoms or like the requirements for you to be tested. And also the doctor said that they only got five tests in one week. So they're very limited. Obviously we know that testing is very limited right now. Um, but he was like, you don't meet any of the requirements. He goes, honestly, he was like, I'm not trying to tell you that you're not sick um, from something else. He goes, I really doubt that you have coronavirus. He goes, let me test you for strep and for the flu. So that was the first time that I've ever been tested for any of that. And the freaking flu testing sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> they what, what do they do? They get a, a giant con swab, right? Yep. Like a Q-tip that's three, four times longer than a Q-tip. <laughs> yeah. And they shove it up your nose, right? Yep. Cool. So let's run it. They come in, they hit me with the flu test, right? They're like, we can get answers for you immediately. That's what's cool about the flu. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now they're nonchalant. This dude has on a loose surgical mask. It's not even like an N95 mask. He's trying to convince me that I have the flu, you know? Right. Takes, <laughs> puts that giant thing in my nose, walks outside of the room, comes back in in like 10 minutes. And he's like holding his surgical mask to his face, just pressing it against his face, just so no air could get through, you know? Oh, God. His energy is completely different than it was before. I'm like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> this doesn't look like it's good news. So he's like, hey, um, you tested negative for the flu. You're craving steaks, but going to the grocery stores right now can be mayhem, and you don't want to have to go through that. Well, now you don't have to because Omaha Steaks has you covered. Steaks, seafood, chicken, pork, burgers, easy-to-make meals, and of course my favorites, desserts. Every order is flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice to your doorsteps. And while you're at it, you guys, remember you have family members too. Send them a care package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code BELIEF, that's B-L-E-A-V, into the search bar you'll get free shipping right to your doorstep on orders of $69 or more. Take advantage of this limited time offer with the code BELIEF at omahasteaks.com. Okay. So at that at that moment, when he said I tested negative for the flu, I knew for a fact that I had coronavirus. <laughs> you know, I went to urgent care, like I said, uh-huh. on the fourth day of feeling sick when it was like a big joke at the beginning and I got sent home. Mm-hmm. And they did a, a test for strep. So, like, I don't have strep. I don't have the flu. Like, what what could possibly be wrong with me, you know? Yeah. Um, so they come back in with another Q-tip. 
they did an additional test, and I'll have to look at my paperwork. I actually haven't discussed what that test was with anybody yet. I don't know off the top of my head. It was okay. like some other type of sickness or, you know, let's call it like a flu 2.0 or whatever, some okay. random disease or not disease, but virus, cold ordeal. They shoved a giant Q-tip thing up my nose again. And then they tell me, hey, we just got off the phone with the Arizona Health Department. We have to do uh, a COVID-19 coronavirus test on you. Okay. Thank God. This is what I've wanted the whole time. This was so hard to do. It It was like a mission. I felt like even just getting the test, I felt accomplished. So um, here's my confusion, though. Did did you tell them at first that your friend had tested positive? So when I went to urgent care, I didn't know my friend tested positive. Okay. I went to urgent care. It was the fifth. So five days after I shook hands with my friend. Okay. Right? So I shook hands with my friends four days later on Wednesday the 4th. I started feeling some symptoms. I have an eight-week-old, and as you know, well, I'm not sure if you do, but I'll tell you, uh-huh. kids up to the, up to three months don't have an immune system. Oh yeah, right? I, I have. So they can get too. sick. <laughs> oh, oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. So for every for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, yeah. I'm a new dad, so I'm, I'm learning things. Right, that was one of the first things I wanted to be aware of was no immune system, vulnerable in the first three months. You go to the pediatrician, they tell you all that, right? Right. Um. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to sleep in a guest bedroom. So that Wednesday, I felt like a couple, like, tingles in my throat. I had, like, a sore throat. Came home from work. Um, slept in my guest bedroom, which was actually, like, a storage room on an air mattress. And the very next day, I went to urgent care just because I thought maybe I have a cold and the cold or a flu could, to him could be dead. Right? Okay. That night when I got home, like three, four hours later, my friend said he had coronavirus. So oh, I didn't goodness. know when I went to urgent care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the 5th. On the 5th. Now, I, if I remember correctly, so that was the 5th. That was a Thursday, the following Thursday. So seven days, seven days later, on the 12th, um, in between that time frame of the 5th and the 12th, mm-hmm. I was calling hospitals, the emergency rooms, and the CDC, and the public health department. And all these people that I explained to you earlier, I was calling them on a regular basis, multiple times a day, mm-hmm. and telling them, hey, I'm in urgent care. I was sick. They told me I'm sick. They didn't test me for coronavirus. And four hours later, I found out my friend tested positive. So they all knew. All the hospitals knew. The urgent care is the only one that didn't know. Right. Ur- I, I agree with what the urgent care did. It didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? I was in deathly ill. And at that point in time, I didn't have any contact with anybody. So there was, it would have made no sense for them to be alarmed. Yeah. So to answer your question, all these different hospitals and organizations and stuff, they were aware that I shook hands with somebody that confirmed positive. Do you think they didn't like pay too much attention to it, which is a little negligent? I understand that because I feel like in the medical field, you should never be too skeptical about certain things. Um, But do you think it was also new that they didn't know how to handle this or how to treat this or how to go about this, you know, in the beginning? I mean, I I would say that saying that they were a little bit is an understatement. You know, they were super negligent, super negligent. And here's why. And this is what's frustrating to me. When I call these places, I provided them the details, you know, I understand that there's a lot of variables and moving pieces to this. But I feel like if I'm not a doctor, 
Uh I'm not a scientist, right? I can be logical enough to put things together to determine, hey, shook hands with coronavirus within appropriate time frame of showing symptoms, showed symptoms is now sick. That's not that hard. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that's fair enough to test somebody, anybody. So I called the first emergency. I called John C. Lincoln. I haven't even told anybody this because I didn't want to like destroy their reputation, (laughs) but whatever. I get it. I get it. And this like front desk lady picks up and she starts getting into it with me, you know? Uh She's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? If you have coronavirus, just stay home. You sounds like you're managing your symptoms. So I'm like, lady, what are you talking about? You're the hospital. Where would you like me to go? What would you want me to do? And she's telling me if I go there, I put everybody at risk. Okay. So I can get the whole hospital sick. So I'm like, okay, let's set up some precautions. (laughs) Like I'm just supposed to stay at home. And what if this hits me super bad at midnight and people are dying? Like, what if I die? What are you talking about? She's like, you know what? You tell me, you tell me what you want me to do at this point. So I'm like, man, if I got cancer, right? Okay. And I called the doctor and I say, hey, I have cancer. There's a list of procedures that are followed, right? Right. Like they tell you, hey, do this and this, and we're going to go to chemo, and we're going to go to this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think I have the coronavirus. You should have a list of procedures that you typically follow. We might not know how to cure it. We might not know what to do, but you should at least be able to tell me like, hey, we're going to bring you here and quarantine you and separate you from these people and confirm that you have this, yeah. you know? Yeah, I look at I totally understand your frustration. I feel like if I would have been in your shoes, I would have been definitely irritated and kind of anxious to know like, hey, like, what are we gonna do? Like, it's not just me. It's my wife. It's my child. You know, I'm putting my family at risk too. like, I just want to be taken care of. I need to know if I have this or not. And I need to like, we need to follow the steps to make, you know, curing whatever I had or, or moving forward. You know, I understand that. Um, I'm a sucker for giving people the benefit of the doubt. I feel like in the beginning, I'm going to say that it was maybe a, a, we, she didn't know like how to handle this, you know, she didn't know like what to do because they didn't even have any idea how to handle this. You kind of get what I'm trying to tell you? Got it. So (laughs) that happens then. and, And there's a little bit more to that story, but you're right. She doesn't know how to handle it. It's early. So I called the CDC. Uh-huh. The sender of disease control. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't some random assistant at the front desk lady. No, this I is wait on hold. I wait on hold for 48 minutes. Somebody picks up. They're an entry-level employee. And she's reading off a script, very poorly at that reading off a script, and telling me that I should use hand soap uh-huh. and alcohol-based hand sanitizer. For like, what? Uh, what? That, that's what she's telling me. I'm telling her I interacted with somebody. I shook hands with somebody that had coronavirus and I feel sick. And she's like reading off the script. She's like, per the CDC, we advise you to use hand sanitizer. That's alcohol based and soap. I'm like, what are you talking about? What, yeah. what are you saying to me? Like if you've been in contact with somebody who is confirmed, you're supposed to go in immediately and right. be seen. So she's telling me like, hey, that's all the info I can give you. That's what on our CDC script to tell people when they call in and they're worried. So yeah. you've got to call the Arizona Health Department. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I get what you were saying. It is frustrating. You know, yeah. she was nervous and it was new. But how are you going to tell me to wash my hands and use hand sanitizer? I'm not a dummy. <laughs> when you like, already came in contact with somebody who's confirmed. I feel like that's the difference right there. Like, one thing is 
Yeah, yeah that's you know, all the like, difference. <laughs> Yeah, because one one thing is like, yeah, washing your hands, which is what everybody's doing, staying at home, you know, social distancing is what everybody's doing because that's what we're told to do during this this troubled time. But once you tell somebody, hey, like, I shook hands with somebody who has coronavirus and I didn't know they had it, obviously nobody knew at that time, and, you know, like, I touched my face, mouth, nose, whatever, and now I may have it, that's right there. Like, that's all you need because you you went in contact with somebody who had it like that's right those are the three things that they do the testing for when i went into the clinic like i said it was have you traveled to any of the high affected areas or have you been in contact with somebody who is a confirmed case or do you have like really bad symptoms like you know you can't breathe or you're purple right i mean i i definitely i definitely don't think i'm tripping and listen i I understand where you're coming from i've done so check this out i've done interviews in 26 countries right so i've gotten thousands of messages right and everybody thinks they have the coronavirus okay (laughs) i'll be real with you And, and maybe they do i don't know i don't know what it is but the story that i just told you that made me feel like i had coronavirus i think any logical person can agree it made sense okay yeah i have these messages in my phone from the people saying that it's 5G towers, China's mass destruction weapon plan, and, you know, they think that they have it because they use a cell phone. Like, that's not what I said. Well, you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. call the hospital and say some crazy conspiracy theory. Or, like, I, I understand that everybody probably called in and thought they had a coronavirus. Uh-huh. But my reason wasn't some crazy, bizarre one that I just made up, you know? Right. I <laughs> like, mean, yeah, like you said, you... you... So did you notice that right away? So when you shook friends with that, like, did that catch your attention? You just remember that you interacted with this person like that. Is that how you connected the dots? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Okay. So I I go home from urgent care and I'm good. And my friend Jack Humphreys DMs me on Instagram, right? And he's like, man, this is so crazy that the situation happened um with our with our buddy you know that confirmed positive uh-huh. and i'm like yeah man it's super crazy he i actually just ran into him um at, at my birthday because i had had a birthday gathering myself like maybe a month before that okay and the guy that tested positive was at my birthday for seven to ten minutes he just he was in there having dinner and he stopped by came over and like gave me a hug and said happy birthday and then went to france right okay so I'm telling my friend Jack Humphreys, I'm like, man, yeah, that's super crazy. I can't believe it. Like, I hope he's okay. It's so ironic that I just saw him a month ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, you didn't see him a month ago. You saw him Saturday at our other friend's birthday parties. You don't remember? You were both there. And I'm like, no way. Oh, shit. Yep. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm tripping. I'm like, this this is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, do I, do I, do I shake hands with him? I'm like, oh, no, I don't think I shake hands with him. I'm like, I know we said what's up to each other, but did I shake hands? Did I not? So now I'm like in panic mode. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're, I mean? we're laughing now, but I'm pretty sure you were laughing at that moment. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was uh, on the phone with my, one of my friends, and he was like so nonchalant. He's like, dude, you're fine. You didn't shake hands. I'm like, you don't have anything. Like, you don't understand. I'm like, this is my boy, and if he was there, I'd probably shake hands with him. Like, why wouldn't I have shaken hands with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I remember, oh, shit, I was waiting in line for the bathroom. And <laughs> it, was, it was a hallway, okay. right? It's like a, like a three-foot hallway. Uh-huh. And so I'm waiting in line facing the front entrance. There's two people in front of me. And he walks in to the party. So 
So towards my direction mm-hmm. and then stops went, like next to me in line, shake my, shakes my, like dabs me up, shakes my hand and goes upstairs. So it just all clicked. Oh, I did shake his hand. So that's, it, it's crazy that you asked that question because no, at, at first I was like dancing around like, Oh man, I can't believe I didn't shake his hand. Like I'm good. I'm uh-huh. clear. <laughs> and then I, I remembered that I shook his hand and that's when I started being super, super aggressive about trying to get tested, you know, and calling these people. After I hung up with the CDC, she told me to call the Arizona Health Department. Uh-huh. I called the Arizona Health Department. That lady was really nice. She was really smart. She uh-huh. knew a lot of stuff. But she admitted to me, hey, I know a lot of stuff, but I don't know anything about this. Nobody does. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's understood. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I understood that. She was cool. So I asked her what her opinion is. And she's like, look, I think there's a 0% to almost 0% chance that you would get it from shaking somebody's hand. Okay. Well, so I'm like, okay, cool. That makes me feel really good. You know, like yeah. you're the medical professional. I'm some guy that's not a medical professional. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing good. Give me a little, like a, a quick timeline of you shook hand with your friends that Saturday and then mm-hmm. how long before you actually saw like really bad symptoms to where you were like, okay, you didn't know he had been confirmed, like had coronavirus or had COVID-19. Um, but how long was it? How many days before you started realizing, hey, maybe I have it? So I shook hands with them on the Saturday. And then the right. following Wednesday is when I first got my, my first symptoms. But they were mild, you know, um, they were very mild symptoms. So I, I just thought I had a common cold. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that I had coronavirus until he came out and said he had coronavirus. But he only he came out four days after we shook hands and okay. said that, you know. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like it was a very long time. Okay. So then they confirmed that you have coronavirus. And now what, what happened next? What did they tell you to do? Did they keep you um, in the hospital? You didn't, right? You went home and you self-quarantined at home, right? Right. So the coronavirus test is the same exact test as the flu test. Long swab. They put it up your nose just like the the flu. Uh Okay. And they cut the top off and they put it in a tube and they sent it, or mine in particular, was sent to California for testing. Because I guess we didn't have that option here. Okay. So they sent it to California. They told me they would get back to me in three to five business days, I believe. Either three to five days or three to five business days. And I got a phone call in 48 hours. (laughs) So I went in on a Thursday. Um, then Friday passed and they called me Saturday at 8.30 in the morning. And it was like some head director of John C. Lincoln. And he was, he was very empathetic. He did a great job. Okay. Um, and, you know, he told me, hey, you've been tested positive for coronavirus. Um, you know, I can try to provide any information that I can. I don't really know anything. Somebody will be following up with you within the next three to four hours with what to do next. Okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. Then the Maricopa County calls me. The Maricopa County Health Department calls me. And she is super empathetic. She was super cool. I, I give her a lot of props. But at this point, I was already so pissed. And I talked to, I spent at least like 10, 15 hours on the phone with a bunch of random people who thought I was some crazy guy. Right. That like, I was over, I was over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, like oh, now uh, you want to talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, now you want to believe me? I've been telling you this whole time, fam. What are you talking about? Yeah. So um, I'm being kind of like snappy at first with her. And then I'm like, okay, I'll stop. I'll just explain to her. So. I'm thinking I'm going to finally get this advice and this instruction of what to do, you know? And she pretty much just starts questioning me to, okay. 
same exact situation that you and I are going through right now, you know, mm-hmm. she's trying to, she's trying to learn about coronavirus. And I'm like, this is scary. <laughs> like this ties it back in with the guinea pig thing, you know, right. to where I'm like, hey, these health professionals don't know anything. Like I have to be doing my own research from like uh, Italy and I'm talking to family in Romania, you know, and, and trying to see like, Hey, you guys are 10 days ahead of us with this pandemic. Right. What have you guys experienced? Like, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And they're over there getting like three different tests, one in the beginning, one halfway through, one at the end. I can't even get one here. So it, it just blew my mind that yeah. I was having to do my own research, you know? Yeah, that's frustrating. I understand that. And then to educate the organizations and the officials on everything, yeah. which I, I was very grateful that I got to do this. Um, you know, I'm sure the way that you stumbled across me is because I, I made a video and I put it on YouTube. And the only reason I did put this video on YouTube is because mm-hmm. after I got off that phone call educating the lady from the Maricopa Health Department, um, I wanted more answers. So um, I love podcasts. I, I watched a, a podcast with Joe Rogan, and he had an individual whose job title was to like prevent these diseases from happening, to understand pandemics, and to understand this exact situation that we're going through. You know, right. like this was his job title in life. Like this is his his time to shine. Right. Um, so Joe Rogan brought him on and had a podcast with him for like an hour and a half, and I learned so much from that podcast. Literally, like ninety percent of information that has solidified since this all started was already on that Joe Rogan podcast two days you, before you I tested a lot positive. From <laughs> it's it's crazy. It really it's did. crazy. <laughs> I love it. It's it's life changing. So. I learned, I, I was able to be prepared because of that. And then obviously my own research on the side. Right. Um, and it looked like, I can't pronounce his name, Dr. Ferrucci, Donald Trump's right-hand man on this whole thing. Right, uh-huh. So he would come out like every other week and then he would just say the same information that the Joe Rogan podcast was saying in advance. I'm like, okay, I know that this is solid. I know that this is legit. I can just go ahead and, and stick with what I'm, what I'm figuring out. Uh-huh. And just kind of monitor my experience and see what I'm going through and let other people know. Because when I looked it up on YouTube, I looked up like I tested positive for coronavirus, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or coronavirus testing positive. And this was on the 12th and I couldn't find anything. Like I couldn't find anybody with the testimonial. I was like the 10th, I was either the 10th or the 11th person. I don't know. They are, the results were released at the same time. So I don't know who you can technically consider 10th or 11th, uh-huh. but there was only nine people be- before me and this other individual came out and, and tested positive. Okay. So out of the nine, 10 people in Arizona, nobody really made any explanations. Um, so I'm like, man, I got to help these people out. I, I want to explain to everybody what I just felt like, what this process has been like, how it's possible for me to get tested. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recorded a video. That's the one that you posted on YouTube? Right, right. Because I just couldn't stop like telling people information. I was just thinking, what questions do I have right now? Or did I have in the beginning yeah. that I've gotten answers to since, you know? Yeah, and it's good to get like somebody's perspective that is going through it. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I definitely try to do my best and I try to spread the word. It was crazy. Um, I haven't really talked to anybody about this. I mean, I posted about it on like on my Instagram story, uh-huh. but I haven't talked to any news stations or, or radio shows or anything like that. Um, I was getting people that were saying crazy stuff to me. I had this lady go in the comments 
my video is not racially based, okay? If if you watch the video and I mentioned anything about my video being racially based, you would be shook. <laughs> I mean, you'd be like, what are you talking about, dude? Okay. Like zero things, zero things in my video have anything to do with race. Race is not mentioned one time. You know what I mean? I speak English probably more correctly than this lady that was commenting on my post. Okay. I, there was no indication that I'm a foreigner or an immigrant or any of this stuff, right? Like okay. I'm just having a video conversation elaborating on my experience and there's ladies in the or there's lady in the comments and she was like oh of course yeah of course you're gonna go ahead and use the race card why would any medical professionals be rude to him what like the heck? What? so people are crazy this, this this whole stuff has been crazy i've had people tell me like it's fake i posted an email that i got from um, maricopa county because there was like no official document that was given to me it was just like a follow-up email. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people were like, oh, you can Photoshop this. So on the day that I got discharged yeah. on the 19th, I called the CD or the Mar- uh, Maricopa County Health Department called me. And I was like, hey, you guys need to give me a document that like certified <laughs> that I had coronavirus for my job, you know? Yeah, you know what? Social media is like a blessing and a curse because... It's wild. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I do a lot on social media, like a lot. And I expose myself a lot, you know, my, my life and everything that I do. And if you allow bad comments to, like, take over your mind, that will, like, end everything for you. You, you just really can't even, like, think of them as constructive criticism. And if they're not constructive criticism, then don't even, like, just let them slide because they're bad. Oh, yeah. I want to know, so you did the self-quarantine at home. I think I saw a picture where you were in one of your rooms, right? Yeah, I was in my guest bedroom, which I use as a storage room. How was that with your baby at the house? And was your was your wife and your baby there at the house at the same time? Yeah. So, so my, how, my how was that? And my, and my son were here. They were here the whole time. I mean, we, we have a three-bedroom house. My master bedroom has a bathroom. Um, I have a guest bathroom that's literally three feet away from the the guest room that I stayed in. Okay. Um, so it, it wasn't as bad as everybody thought. I mean, the thing that was shitty, remember I told you I stayed in there? Yeah. Even the night before I went to urgent care. Yeah. So this was before I even knew about my friend testing positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so even before my friend tested positive, I stayed in that room and I was just going to do it as a one night thing. Um, I ironically had furniture on the way. It's still even at my parents' house because I'm like weary about bringing it here yet yeah um so i slept on an air mattress that i had in my storage room like i unpacked it up i set it up i slept on there i did i saw that um i just feel like it sucks because here you are you're like a new a new dad and then you have to isolate yourself in this room which i mean you have to do it and you you can't see him you can't like you know you can't kiss him you can't touch like you nothing like that has to suck right yeah, no, I mean, it was, I still haven't. So it's been 23 days, or let's say the 25th, 25 days. Um, You're still in that I room. Hands. No. So I was supposed to be in that room for 14 days. Okay. Um, and I stayed in the room for 15 days. Okay. But I come into my house now, like I'm in my living room right now. Okay. And I, I go into my kitchen, but I don't touch, I don't go inside the fridge. I don't put my hands on anything in the kitchen. Like I'll just walk through it if I need to go out back. And I haven't interacted with her or with him physically yet. Um, I could have. I could have done it back on the 19th, so six days ago. Uh-huh. But when I came and asked these people for answers, nobody knew anything. 
So it's kind of interesting to me that two weeks later you have all of this solid information that you're so sure about, but two weeks ago you didn't know anything. So like, how are you super sure that I'm not so contagious 14 days later? I feel like I would be like that too, honestly. I would be like, how do I know it's safe for me to interact physically with them now and to be touching all these things? And how do we know that I'm still not contagious? What's your plan? Right. What's my plan? Yeah. What's your plan now? Uh, well, I called when I talked to them on the 19th. I asked them to retest me and they refused. They said they don't do that. Oh my God. Um, there's too many tests. So then I have a, a guy at um, Arizona Republic. Um, so I told him that I couldn't get retested. He's like, hey, I'll write an article and I'll call them and get a statement from them. Because in the state of Arizona, only one party needs to know that a conversation is being recorded. Uh-huh, right. So he called and got a statement from them to where they stated, hey, 14 days is enough. After 14 days, we think everything's fine and you can go back into society. Like on the 19th, I could have gone to Walmart and <laughs> shopped around and given high fives if I wanted to, you know? Okay. How do you think, wait, 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 before you go on, sorry to interrupt you. Had you gone out on the 15th day to Walmart you th- and you've been on the news and what do you think about if somebody recognized you? I don't know. I, I was wondering about that. I drove around my neighborhood um, just to like kind of get out of the house and be in my car, you know, not well, interacting with anybody. I'm like, yep. I make eye contact with somebody. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I wonder if they know I'm the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm not trying to tell you, like, you know, nobody's going to want to get near you or anything. But I feel like a lot of people that may recognize you may be like, you know, you're thinking it. You're thinking, like, how am I still not contagious? So how do we know that yeah, other yeah. people may not think that way? You know, like, when is it safe enough to know that you're not contagious and everything is back to normal after you've been confirmed to have the coronavirus. Well, so the the information contradicts itself. Obviously, the CDC and the Arizona Health Department are saying 14 days, right? Um, but other countries are saying three weeks. Um, so I wanted to be safe. Tomorrow will be three weeks since this all happened. So um, and three weeks of, of quarantine. So I mean, no matter what, according to the whole world research, tomorrow I'm good. Good. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I've been good since the 19th per the health department. I want to know how you did it being 15 days in one room. Like I've been yeah. like probably this whole time in my house and I like visit probably every single corner in my house and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? And I've been trying yeah, to get creative. I, I hear people say that and I think people are tripping. <laughs> no, I'm like literally like, I'm like, what do I do now? Listen, so remember when I was telling you the story earlier and I was trying to give you the details of the room? Yeah. I slept on an air mattress for five days in the storage room without a TV and like random cabinets and baby strollers and stuff around. Yeah. My mattress popped five days in and then I slept on jujitsu mats, like wrestling mats. Yeah. Because I didn't have a bed to sleep on. So, and I was totally fine. It was straight. Like it was fine. You know what I mean? I just did stuff on my phone and watched YouTube. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. People, people were at the house like, I got a California king in my master bedroom with like a 60 inch TV. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. If I got to quarantine myself in there, like, come on, I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I had to do it on jujitsu mats. Like people can do it in their freaking I'm just a, master I, bedroom. I'm not a homebody. Like I cannot be at home. Like I work from home most of the time, but you know, when we're not in self quarantine or we're not like, well, we need to stay at home. I go out. Like I'll just go to the store. Or I'll go out, you know, and, and 
see people and talk to people and just go out. Like I can't stay. I'm the type of person that I cannot be at home every single day. Um, right. I'm, I'm the same way. But, you know, people people would die if I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'd be putting people at risk for the, right. the possibility of them dying. Like yeah, it, no. it's nothing to me. It's good. It's I mean, good I did, like I told home. you, I, <laughs> I played basketball. I, I've done MMA for 10 years. Like I'm very active. I go hiking. Like all of this stuff I do with my friends. I go to restaurants. Like I worked in Old Town for like seven years of my life on and off. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm a yeah, very, I'm- very social person. Yeah, and I'm complaining because I'm at home, but no, people who are listening, <laughs> stay at home, please. Just for right now, please, like, go insane, but go insane at home. Don't go out. I want to know, did uh, your... Uh, I'm not mad at you, you know. I think I think the whole having to stay home thing is trash, but I do think we have to stay home. <laughs> what, wait, wait, wait. What, why do you think the whole staying at home is trash? Because it's such a limitation, you know what I mean? But what do you mean? We're just, like, jailed up in our own homes. But do you, don't you think that people that. going out then just how you shook somebody's hand, like that's how we're going to get more people, like more cases. Right. And that's what I said. I okay. think you should stay home. Oh, yeah. I think it's trash. I agree with you. It's oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think Obviously, I just understood I what you the said store. there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But it's all, stay home. It's stay all home. good. So yeah, did, your, did your wife and your son have to get tested? No. Okay. They didn't. They didn't have any interaction with me since this was all going on. So. Okay. They had zero symptoms. They, but my little brother got tested and my mom got tested. So. Why did they um, get tested? Yeah, I, uh, I have a little brother named Paul. He was at the party too, oh, but he was okay. doing security. So I was a guest at the party. This was like a super high-end party. Like I was the poorest person there. Okay. Okay. So he interacted with everybody. He shook hands with everybody. He came to my house two days after the birthday party. Um, and then, that, so that was on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I felt my first symptom. From Wednesday until the following week, Thursday on the 12th, he was coming to my house all the time, bringing me groceries, medication, water. Um, given when he came over, I would wear gloves and a mask, right? Uh-huh. But like he was at the party, he interacted with the same people. He shook the same hands. He was at my house interacting with me, and he tested negative. <laughs> okay, good. So, yeah, super, super crazy, though. I mean, same exact circumstances. It just goes to show you that's why I tell people, like, we don't know what we're talking about, you know, myself included and these medical professionals, because my, my brother was there, and he was in my house. He had just as much exposure to it as I did, but I got sick, and he didn't. And you you're know? both, like, pretty healthy men right yeah we're, we're we're both super healthy yeah, yeah. i mean I, like i said i do a bunch of sports so i try to look out for my health and i think that's why nothing happened to me uh-huh. um was because I, I try to maintain a healthy or, or maintain a healthy lifestyle um so i don't think there was any terrible symptoms for me but for him he's never smoked in his life he's never drank in his life or anything like that um and i think that's why he he was in a situation to where he didn't show any symptoms period that's just crazy. It just goes to show that it doesn't matter, you know, like if it hits you, it hits you. If you get it, you get right. it. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So, so your plan now is just wait it out a little bit to see how your, I guess you, your body progresses, like your symptoms progress and cause you're feeling okay now, right? Oh yeah. I've been, I've been a hundred percent for like yeah. seven days. 
what do you think about the whole like toilet paper debacle situation? Like why people went to go buy TP? Like what do you think about that? Because it doesn't give you diarrhea. Like I don't understand like why people would go and buy like extra right. amounts so, of TP. So there's two different types of people, right? There's people that are like wondering. There's okay. We live in a very interesting society to yeah. where we have very interesting characters. <laughs> yes. So the, half the people out there think that this is some flu that is going to give you diarrhea, right? Yeah. Or maybe like 40% of them think that. The other 60% realize that toilet paper is a daily essential and you have to use, I mean, more than likely you're going to use toilet paper every day. I don't know what your situation is, but more than likely you're going to use toilet paper on a daily basis, right? right. So you're going to run out eventually. It's like food. You want to stock up on food because you want to be able to eat and then you're going to have to use the bathroom. Could you imagine not having toilet paper? What if there's none at the store? So the combination of those two causes havoc. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I didn't buy any extra extra paper. I just used normal amounts of toilet paper and there's yeah. not a shortage in my house and I'm not yeah. going See, through it like crazy. Like, we're good. <laughs> it dawned on me the other day that I was like, okay, I didn't go buy extra toilet paper and then now we're like, almost out but not completely out and then now i'm like oh shoot now what i think if everybody, <laughs> just, if everybody just chilled a little bit so if we all continue to buy toilet paper as we regularly have always bought toilet paper when we, we've always had toilet paper we would everything will be fine right just don't do anything about the toilet paper just treat the toilet paper situation normally and that's the only way we'll all have toilet paper because if yeah. everybody goes and buys it out then that's going to be the reason we don't have toilet paper and that's the only reason they'd have to buy it out. It's like you're causing the problem by thinking there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But now I'm in a pickle and I have to go like early in the morning to go find TP because we didn't buy it in the beginning. And you're going to stock up on hell to toilet paper. Probably because I don't want to find myself in the situation anymore. <laughs> you guys are wild, 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 wild. I know. We know we live on the wild side. Okay, so yeah, speaking uh, of us young ones and living on the wild side, what do you think about those like – as younger generations that are still, not me, are still going out um, and kind of being skeptical about this. Like, they're still hanging out with, like, friends at home, even though it's a group of friends, or they're still, like, doing certain things and not staying at home. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty lame. Um, Just because we don't know, you know? People are dying. (laughs) People really are dying. It's it's a real thing. I think it's It's very irresponsible and and immature. Like, just stay at home for a little bit. Like, do the bare minimum when it comes to going out like if you don't really need to go out and do certain things and just don't go out you know i think the faster we just chill out for a second we can just figure this out like i remember i told you it's trash i think it's trash that we have to be locked home yeah the longer we go out and about the longer we'll have to stay home i feel like right like if we all just took the initiative and we just shut this shit down for two three weeks i think they can get enough done without it spreading because the problem is people are out there and it's spreading. Therefore, more people are getting it. Therefore, the hospitals are more hard pressed and they have more overflow of people going to the hospital. And then more people are spreading it because more people are going out. Like if everybody just stopped spreading it, the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed. They could take care of the people that need to be taken care of and then they can find a solution. Like I feel like that could be done in three weeks, you know? Yeah. And then because this sucks. I don't want to do this for nine months. I'm going to be pissed if we have to do this for nine months. I even started two weeks ahead of you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think that in the end, um, obviously, like, the worst that could happen is, you know, people dying, which it is already happening. In all seriousness, um, I feel like you and I have been having this conversation where...
course yeah of course unless people stay home <laughs> so they say that one person spreads it to three people on average and by the time the whole cycle is done if you expose three other people when it's all said and done you will be responsible for fifty-nine thousand people that got the virus i hope that the, the number of cases go down and obviously that there's no more deaths and that there comes an end to this what would be yep. like one thing that you would say to somebody, I guess to everybody at this point, not just somebody who has the coronavirus? I would say stay as healthy as you can. That's why I'm doing those, those workouts from home with my friend to give people something to be able to do to be active at home. I feel like we're in the middle of a health crisis. Everybody wants to be concerned about health, but you don't want to be healthy. doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Build yeah. your immune system, eat vegetables, eat lean proteins, drink water, and try to be active inside of your home. Do some jumping jacks or push-ups or something and make sure your immune system is as strong as it can be so when it has to fight this virus that supposedly 70% of the world is going to get, you're not one of the people that has to pass away, you know, because yeah. you didn't take care of yourself. There's people with unfortunate situations where they can't do anything about their health. They are born a certain way or they have certain underlying health issues right. that they cannot make a choice about. And I feel horrible for those people and we're exposing those people and putting them at risk. Yep. So you as somebody who just wants to be lazy and eat donuts and <laughs> not work out, yeah, I think you're being selfish because there's people out there that don't have a chance and you have a chance and you're just not wanting to, to do what's best for yourself. You know, yeah. I, I think you, you got to take care of yourself and just be as healthy as you possibly can. And that'll make it easier to get through all of this. I 100% agree. Andre, I thank you so much for taking your time and coming along in this episode and just giving us your take on in, in your perspective on what it is to be going through the coronavirus and, you know, giving everybody else your advice. Um, go ahead and tell us your social media handles. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me if um, pretty much Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. It's all Dre Margitas, D-R-E-I. Um, and then my last name, all in one, Margitas, M-A-R-G as in George, H-I-T-A-S. Um, my YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Andre Margitas. Um, same ordeal, but A-N in front of the Dre. And um, all of my social media is linked to each other. So if you go to my Instagram, you go to my Facebook, mm -hmm. everything is Dre Margitas except my YouTube is Andre Margitas. You guys go check him out and you can also check me out on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Yesenia LG one underscore. And you guys don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review. I want to know what you guys think about it. And most importantly, right now, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, stay at home. Um, you know, wash your hands. I feel like you've heard this many times, but that is very important right now so that we can all get through this.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.